Romans chapter 3, and uh, stand with me if you would, verse 23. A very familiar verse, but a verse that never loses the potency of it. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, let's pray. You pray that the Lord give you something this morning, give you an encouragement. Uh, to be an encouragement to those around you, to be a witness, and to reach out to those that need to know Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Lord, we pray that your will be done this morning in the service. We pray that the words that are spoken will be your words. And Lord, we just pray that your Son would be honored and lifted up. We pray if there's one here this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that they would come to know him. And we thank you, God, that you're still alive that you are the one true God, that we serve a risen Savior in your Son, Jesus Christ, who paid for our sins on the cross, went to an empty tomb, filled it up for three days, and then left it empty. Well, we thank you for his resurrection, that we serve a risen Savior, and that, Lord, he's with us today, and that we can trust you for all things. We ask that you again be with the service this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We uh, uh, we had some visitors here Wednesday night um, when we ordered our camp shirts uh, for church camp. We ordered over in Flatwoods, and the lady that was there, we got to talk to her. Melissa and I got to talk to her and uh, another gentleman that was there, and, and she said she said she was looking for a church. And that uh, she got out of church. She's got some older kids. Got out of church, and, and she's got a new young one that's about five months old. And she wanted to get into church to raise that child into church. What a great decision for a parent, mm -hmm. amen. And so uh, we were talking to her um, over there and encouraging her. So we want you to come, and and uh, she and her husband came Wednesday night and brought the baby and so we got to meet him again and talk with him it'd been uh, about a month a little over a month since we'd seen him and so we i was asking her uh and denny was asking her in the office said what are you looking for in a church and she said we're looking for a church where we're loved she said we've been to churches before that we feel judged because of how we look or how we dress or how, um, you know, this or that or our past or anything like that. And Sandy and I were talking after church and I said, you know, uh, those that would judge them, I'd like to have a conversation with them one-on-one. -on -one. And Sandy said, yeah, when, uh, when did all of us become perfect? Amen. God is grace is the only reason where where we are not by me or you or i'm better than you or anything else now do i think that we continue in sin once we're saved no jesus christ didn't die on the cross for us to continue in the vomit that we used to live in amen he died on the cross to save us from that so that we're new creatures and we go on and we're and encouragement to those around us that need Jesus Christ as their Savior. 
Now, the Word of God is very clear on how salvation is. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That's it. That's the only way is through Jesus Christ. But in our country today, we have a massive disease. People automatically think COVID. That's not it. COVID is not the disease that we are fighting in our country. God knows all about COVID. Amen? He didn't catch God by surprise that however it started, and there's all sorts of different uh, rumors and things about how it started, whatever the case is, the truth is there and God knows it. It didn't catch him by surprise. But one of the things that Denny told this, these people that were visiting, he said, Mark's preaching on Sunday, he said, so listen for one word when he's preaching. I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought, what are you talking about? We were all the way home because he had to have a driver, so I got to drive him Wednesday night. And I said, what word? And he said, chicken. <laughs> now, I'm a Baptist. I love to eat fried chicken, but that's not what he was talking about. And I thought, my message, I don't even have an illustration about chickens. But now I have to get one because he told these people to listen for the word chicken. So here is my illustration on chicken. There is a respiratory disease that chickens can get. It's fatal. And it's highly contagious when they get it. And so uh, I have to be very careful. I, you've got to keep your coop clean. You've got to, you know, and I love that part of it. That's the greatest part of keeping chickens. And, uh, but, but there are certain things that you have to do. They have to have fresh water. They have to have... You know, I, when the kids were young and they were taking care of the chickens, I do it mostly now, but when they were taking care of the chickens, sometimes I would go out and I look at the water in the chicken coop, and uh, I think, and don't hold me to this, but I think almost 100% that it's true. I brought the chicken water to Chase one time and said, drink this. And he was like, he looked at it and he looked at me, and I said, drink it. And when he started to lift it, I realized maybe I'd gone too far. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, he's a hard worker. He's not a Christ kid. But he's a hard worker. Yeah. But I'm just teasing him. Uh, but I wanted him to understand you wouldn't drink this, so neither should they. Right? And I don't want to eat the eggs off of that water. And so and so and so and so. But anyways, it's important to keep their, their, the cleanliness there so that they don't get this respiratory disease. Now, as soon as they get it, they have to be separated from the healthy birds. Now, this is kind of a picture of salvation. We'll touch on this in just a little bit. <clears throat> but the disease that I want to look at this morning is not COVID, but the disease is not the chicken disease that I'm talking about, this respiratory disease, but that of sin. The world has a disease of sin that for some reason a lot of churches have stopped preaching against because they don't want to offend anybody. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross 
Because of sin. That's it. So if you don't need to be saved from anything, you won't be saved. So the reason we preach about sin is because Jesus Christ died to save us from the penalty of sin. That's why we preach about Oh, here he goes again. He's going to talk about sin. We ought to be willing to hear about sin every time we come in the doors of the church. Amen. Because we have a remedy for that. And so uh, the first thing I want to look at, look with, look with me over at Psalm chapter 51. Now, in Romans it says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, which means there's none of us perfect, none of us better than the other. And so we live by the fact that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm not a better person. I'm a better person because of Jesus Christ, not because of who I am. Amen? He does the work in our lives. But the first thing I want us to look at in verse 5 of chapter 51 of Psalms, it says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, sin is deep-seated. It's deep. It's actually born into us. Amen? The Bible says, For all sin comes short of the glory of God. We're sinners. We have a sin nature from the very beginning. And it's deep within us. And you know, we talked about how that Jesus Christ saved us from sin. He died on the cross so that we would have a payment for sin. And there's nowhere in Scripture that He expects us to go back to that sin. Um, Brother Darrell and I were talking, and we were talking about churches and just the, the ways of churches and <clears throat> the Bible is very clear in Romans. It says, "Be not or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Romans 12, 1 and two. Somebody give me a quote on that. I lost my brain there. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, the church should not go into the world and bring things in from the world to the church. You agree with that? Say Amen. amen. The church should go into the world and take God with them into the world. So that the world knows who they are, who they represent, and why they represent them. I heard a pastor this morning on the way. We like to listen to a pastor out of Culloden, uh, West Virginia. And uh, when we were coming back from church camp, we stopped in Taze Valley or something like that to eat, eat dinner or lunch with the, the teens, and while we were there, there was a, a couple um, that was sitting at a table with a younger girl, and our kids were all kind of in this corner at these different booths, and so I walked over there, and I was going to pray for everybody in the restaurant. We were all kind of in a, about seven or eight different booths, you know, and I said, okay, I said, let's pray, and in this corner booth, I didn't realize that these people were not part of our group. And I just, I, I scanned all the kids and I made eye contact with them. And as I made eye contact with them, I said, are we ready to pray? And I was like, oh, they're not with us. And the, the, the gentleman was sitting there and he went, like, he nodded his head. Yep. Yeah. And I said, I just 
I prayed, and and so uh, after after even a while, the lady got up and she came over to us, and she said, "Appreciate you praying with the young people before they ate." And, and we were talking about it. And she said, um, "We go to church in Cologne, West Virginia, and uh, Spurlock is his name, the pastor Spurlock." And I said, "Oh, we listen to him every Sunday morning on the way to church." She said, oh, well, that's neat. And it was just kind of neat. But this morning I was listening to him, and he said, you know, when we were kids, back before I was saved, he said there was a man in Huntington that would pass out tracks. And he said, he would track you down to find you. And he said, nobody got away from him. Why aren't we like that? Why aren't we like that? And he said, we used to sit outside my dad's store and we'd be drinking pop and eating cakes and chips. And he said, oh, those teenagers sit there and somebody would say, here comes the preacher. And he said, we'd scatter. He said, we'd go hide in the back alley behind the church, behind the store. And some of us would run up on porches and here he'd come. And he said, he's just looking and he'd catch one of us and like, oh no, the preacher got it. He said, but we didn't have a desire for the things of God. And he said, now I turned out my pastor in a church. And he said, I need to be that preacher that the world runs from. Amen. And so you say, runs from? Why do not run from? Because they're uncomfortable with the things of God. Come on. And so when we're faithful to witness and do what God would have us do, we make the world uncomfortable. How many of you are uncomfortable with the world? You know, it's funny because I'll be watching TV sometimes and a commercial comes on. Now you can't even watch commercials. Sometimes a commercial will come on, and that commercial will be on for about eight or nine seconds, and I'm like, man, and I'm just so uncomfortable that I'm trying to find the remote so that I can turn the channel for 30 seconds because I can't watch a stupid commercial on TV. That's how we should be with the world. We should be uncomfortable with them. They should be uncomfortable with us. We're not part of the world. And so the sin nature is deep. It's there at birth. It's deep-seated. And so we want to avoid sin. And the world wants to avoid the things of God. That doesn't mean that we don't take that to them. Amen? Amen. And we don't share that with them. And then the other thing, uh, Romans chapter 5, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 12, uh, we learn that sin, the disease, is very old. It's not new. COVID is a new disease. You know, I was thinking about Sister Lydia, and, and uh, last year we lost Sister Lydia. And, and you know, I talk, I've talked to the family several times. And if you ask the family, why did Sister Lydia pass away? You know what they'll say? They don't say COVID. They say it because you realize that there is nothing on this earth that can harm us or hurt us except through Jesus Christ or God's allowance. Amen. When COVID comes, I've had COVID and uh, man, I pumped myself full of vitamins 
Well, I said it wrong. That's something we'll still eat. I, I take a lot of vitamins that Sherry gave me to take. She told me to take. And I had COVID, and I was uh, not real, real bad, but a couple days, man, I just felt miserable. How many of y'all have had COVID?
is the oldest wage in the world. You realize that Adam didn't have to toil in the garden before sin. Amen. And the death came with sin. That wage is the oldest wage in the Bible. And I love this verse because it doesn't stop with the wages of sin is death. But there's a huge three-letter word right in the middle of that. And what is it? But. Don't you love when somebody gives you bad news? The doctor tells you, well, such, 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 such. And you're like, oh, man. But. Okay. This is a good thing. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you realize that the remedy is even older than the disease? There's no other disease on earth that the remedy, no earthly disease that the remedy is older than the disease. Because they have to take the disease in order to make the remedy. Amen? That's how science works. I'm not at all a scientist, believe me. <clears throat> but the remedy is divine. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you realize that the remedy is not a natural remedy, but a supernatural remedy? Because there is no natural remedy for sin. There isn't any. When we look at uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works, there's your natural remedies, not of works lest any man should boast. There's no natural remedy for sin. It's in Christ alone. And Christ is the supernatural remedy for sin. Now, back to my chickens. There are some remedies for this disease. And man, they're a pain to have to separate these birds. But you know what I'm really doing? I'm not really separating the sick birds from the healthy birds. I'm separating the healthy birds from the sick birds. That's what I'm doing. And so I give them this remedy and I watch them. And you know what I've started doing? That's a lot of money to pay for that remedy. It costs me more to save a chicken than the chicken. And I say, I'm going to separate you. Hope you make it. We're going to keep your water clean. Anything natural I can do. Now, let me tell you something. How many of you like natural remedies? I would rather have a natural remedy if it works. My mother-in-law, Sister Sherry, is the biggest natural remedy person I've ever met. She can take a bug and make it some sort of medicine. I'm not exaggerating a little. I might be. I don't know. But Seth, I told y'all a couple weeks ago, Seth was chasing our wild goat that ran away. And he got up into the woods and he got into this thing called stinging nettle. Have you ever dealt with stinging nettle? Never stop and think, why did God create certain things? Why did God create a wasp? I have really taken time to look at that. And the only thing I can think of I've come up with is that God has a sense of humor that a 250-pound man <laughs> would run like a scared child from a one-ounce or less creature. Because I do. 
I run from other than something that will sting me is something that will eat me in one bite. Other than that, it can do me. I'm not a runner. But when I run into a wasp's nest, and you look like an idiot when you're leaving it too, don't you? And you ever think God's just like, that's one of my creations down there. Got into that wasp's nest. Now, more if that's a different story. There's nothing funny about that. But, but when what, the stinging nettle, Seth got into it on his arm. And we were talking about it. He was like, oh, this is killing me. And I said, you need to go talk to Mamaw. He said, does she have a remedy for that? I said, no, not that I know of, but she probably does. But I know she takes stinging nettle and makes some kind of soup out of it. And it's good for something. I can't tell you what, because I'm not drinking the stinging nettle soup. But she said, yeah, it's great for this. And I was like, go talk to Mamaw. He goes, no, we're drinking a soup. Not the stuff that's stinging me on the arm, right? But she looks at all these natural remedies. There is no natural remedy for sin. It doesn't exist. Thank God there's a supernatural. Amen. Amen. Thank God that He looked at His creation, His feeble creation, us, who sometimes think we're all that, but yet God looked at us and said, they need a Savior. And I'm sinning my son, my only son, to die for them on the cross. Praise the Lord. Amen. That He did that for us. So we've got the disease and we know the remedy. The other thing about this remedy is that it's complete. Look at John 19. We'll look at verse 30. John 19, verse 30. It says, When Jesus therefore received the vinegar, He said what? And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. There's nothing else required. Amen. The remedy is complete and it's ready. You don't have to go stand in line for a shot or a booster or a soup of stinging nettles or anything. It's complete. It's done. You don't have to wait for it. When COVID first came out, what were we looking at over a year before the first, uh, I can't think of a name for it. Vaccine. Vaccine. Before the first vaccination came out, was over well over a year. Because they had to take it, produce it, find out what was going on. And now we see that even that vaccine, people with the vaccine are still getting COVID, right? So it's not by any means perfected. It's a still ongoing process. But with sin, the remedy is complete. It's done. It just has to be applied. And that application uh, we see in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We live in a world that is disease-ridden. Amen. We see it. Well, I can't watch TV commercials. I mean, I'm watching a pretty wholesome show in the Andy Griffith show and I can't watch a commercial during the Andy Griffith show. That's sad. That's a sad society that we live in. And we're living in a society where sin is not shunned to bolted. 
And if you don't accept this as the way it should be or the way it is, then you're the one that's wrong. You see how it's flipped? It used to be we looked at the Word of God for how we judge society. We don't do that anymore. We judge society by however you feel. And if you're against something, then you're wrong. By the Word of God, that's wrong. Amen? When God calls it wrong, it's wrong. He's an absolute God. He deals in absolutes. He doesn't deal in gray areas. He doesn't deal in, well, I guess since everybody else is doing it, you can go ahead and do it. In Micah, God says, I'm, I'm the Lord, I change not. And if you talk to somebody, we talked earlier about our church, they say, well, man, your church is old-fashioned. Nothing wrong with that. Can I say something? My God is all old-fashioned. Amen. And He doesn't change. Why should I? Amen? Amen. The moment we start changing, I had a situation one time when somebody said, we want to do this and we want to do that, we want to do that. And I said, no, it's not good to do that. And somebody else said, well, it won't hurt anything to let them do that. And I said, I'm telling you, if you let them do that, they're going to want more. Well, I think it would be okay. So we did that. About a year later, well, we want to do this. No, we're not going to do that. Well, if you don't like it, they give you an ultimatum. You know, in a situation like that, it's hard to say, <clears throat> it's hard not to say, I told you so. But that's the way the world works, isn't it? We want more. I told you all about the, the pastor, I just shared this a couple weeks ago, the pastor that was in a Kmart, and a little boy was screaming at his mom, and, and the little boy's name was Cedric. I don't know if that's the trigger right there to tell you something about And she was like, Cedric, Cedric, please don't, please don't. And she said, Mommy, I'll buy you an ice cream. And he said, the little boy up there and said, I want more. <laughs> oh, Mom, you're in trouble. He said, I stuck my head through the clothes rack and I said, Hey, I'm going to give you more if you don't stop. <laughs> and Mom had a back turn. Now, this is 25 years ago. <laughs> and uh, said, the little boy went, Give him a little bit more. If they need more at that time. Amen? God doesn't change. His remedy for sin has never changed. And He's faithful that when it's applied, it's applied for people. Amen? I'm so thankful that, that we as a church preach the remedy of Jesus Christ for the disease that the world has. We need to be faithful in doing that, amen? We need to share. We get so hung up on so many things, and we get so busy that sometimes we forget. And we get too busy to concentrate on what we need to concentrate on, and that's on Jesus Christ. So, look, as a testimony, we live our life for Christ in front of those around us. We verbally share Him. Wouldn't you love to be the one that the kids say, oh, here comes the preacher. Everybody go hide. How many of you sometimes, honestly, teenagers drive you nuts? Raise your hand. Oh, I see a couple moms with their hands up. You know what? Start sharing the gospel with them. 
You only have to deal with them. They'll run. <laughs> but be faithful to God. He's always faithful to us. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we know there's a disease in our country today. So often we allow that disease to come into our lives. Lord, I pray that we be faithful to trust you and serve you and put you first. Lord, help us as we know the remedy for sin. That Lord, we be faithful to share that with a world that needs it. Lord, may we make the world uncomfortable with us because of Jesus Christ, not because of us. Lord, I pray if there is one here this morning that doesn't know you, that they would apply the blood of Christ to their lives, that they would become a Christian today and know Jesus, that their salvation would be in him and him alone, that eternity would be set to be with you in heaven forever. We thank you for this time we've had, and we do pray for our pastor as he's preaching your word this morning, that you would continue to be with him. Lord, touch and heal his body, bring back to us quickly, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in with us this morning, and we pray that we could be a blessing to you. And remember that you can always reach out to us at ffibc.org, or you can call us at 740-354-9301. Again, thank you, and God bless.